0: Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. We had a heck of a football weekend. We've got some big headlines in the whiskey world, and we've got a hundred proof in the building. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do this. Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. I'm your host Kurt, and I've got my co-host Dick here.
1: What's up, trammers?
0: We're here to join you, like we always do, to talk whiskey, talk sports. Come at you wherever you're at uh, in your man cave in your little sports den with the game on and here to just share and talk some knowledge with you guys uh, we want to talk both things whiskey and sports we want to hear back from you we want to interact and we want to make this a good old time
1: that's right Kurt so just a uh double down on some of the things we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a whiskey news so there's a big acquisition between luxco and mgp for your whiskey nerds out there we also have the summation of the nfl conference championships leading into that sweet sweet super bowl but hey do not forget the kick-ass lineup we have set up for the uh, other pro bowl selection as well um, a couple things I want to remind you on Drammers before we get started. We always are available for you 24-7 at our website, 4 That's 4 Goal, all spelled out.com And we also have the Instagram and Twitter handles Fourth Dram with our Facebook, Fourth Dram and Goal. Remember to listen to us on your favorite podcast, likely what you're doing right now. But hey, if you've got the rank and review or the rate and review option there, don't be afraid to give us a review. We love five stars. We take any feedback you have. Feedback is a gift. We live and die by that. So please make sure to do so. And if you want to get a little bit crazy with the email, don't be afraid to hit us up at FourthDramAndGoal at gmail.com. We're always here for you and ready to go. All right. So, Kurt, before we really dive into it, man, I think this is the first episode we're actually having where you and I are drinking the same thing.
0: Yeah, it is. We've kind of set ourselves up for quite a while of you know a slew of episodes where we'll be drinking the same thing. That'll kind of, I think, help us interact better with you listeners uh, so you can chime in on one bottle at a time. We did do a a blind one time of several of the same bottles but uh, this is going to be your more traditional style of us tasting the same thing and giving our thoughts on it. For
1: sure, for sure. We had the uh, the in person episodes as well. Those are always a good one if you want to kind of hear Kurt and I go at it head to head with as minimal editing as possible. Um, don't be afraid to listen to those. Um, you might be asking yourself, how did we get such interesting bottles as you go through the next couple episodes? And we're doing a couple blinds here. Um, you know, just some kind of Texas Trail tasting. How did we get each other the exact same bottles with the understanding that we live about three hours away? I'm going to tell you, it was definitely not due to illegal shipping. Of alcohols
0: nope definitely was not a due to a order of essential oils that i needed uh for my skin and uh, uh, constant headaches i have after listening to dick talk
1: i think i switched the box man my essential oils hustle on the side i might have just sent you the wrong thing
0: i smell phenomenal
1: all right so kurt why don't you hit him up man what do we got we kind of beat around the bush oh. enough
0: all right well this is the bottle that uh we've said several times so we figured what the heck it's time to rate it time to drink it live or listen to we've got evan williams bottled and bond a hundred proof kentucky straight bourbon whiskey the good stuff
1: this is good stuff i don't care if you're a rich man a poor man or not a man at all this is good whiskey
0: i'm gonna let you set them up on the details of it because i think this is your little you know
2: yeah, Your
1: this go-to. this is my little hidden gem, man. I'm not gonna lie. I always have a uh, a 1.5. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, is one seven five or 1.5? How big is this fucking bottle? Fucking huge. Oh, it's 1.75. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie huge. to you, man. I <laughs> I always have a a one seven five of this in my bar. I use this for a little house blend mixture between this and uh, OGD 114, which I know you tried. and weren't a huge fan of, but to me that's straight up whiskey butter. Um, I'll give it time. All right, yeah, you got it. it grows on you. Old Granddad grows on you, too. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. But to Kurt's point, we got Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. This is the white label, 100 proof. They recently went through a bottle redesign, so you almost see it with like a $100 bill kind of strap on it. It is a, a definitely a go-to for, I think, $14 to $15 for a $750 you know mid 20s for the 1.75 you can't go wrong here it's an outstanding heaven hill product Um, because it is bottled and bond we covered that in our last episode this is a whiskey that's actually distilled and bottled um, distilled at four years um, bottled at 100 proof in a government warehouse with strict government oversight based off that 1897 bottled and bond act it is a sour mash bill coming in at 78 percent corn 12 percent malted barley and 10 percent rye yeah, that math checks out. That's a hundred percent. So it, it's like I said, it's an old reliable, an old faithful. I don't think we've graded it on the show, but we'll
0: get into it. Awesome. Um, Nerd so yeah, alert! Yeah, we have. We, <laughs> we do got a couple of things to go over tonight. Uh, even though the highlights of you know basketball, football, college football, everything going on at the same time is kind of getting to a slow point, but we just still got some good stuff. Uh, we got the MGP acquisition uh, in the Whiskey World. we got our conference championships that wrapped up this weekend. We've got a Pro Bowl coming up, do we give a shit or not? And then we also have the preview of our Super Bowl. But before we do all that, uh, we've talked a couple times on the show about uh, how big of an influence Kobe Bryant was. And we talked about the moment that it hit us last year. And today is the anniversary of that, so... It just would not be you know we need to do something on Kobe today we've got to pay our tribute to the man the myth the legend so I think uh, the only the only way to do that is for us to give our favorite Kobe Bryant moments and take a pour and a drink to the man I'll let you have at it first dick
1: yeah, so I thought about this quite a bit. Um, we talked about it in a previous episode. We won't dive too in, too far into it about like when we heard that the news, and there was so much, you know, crazy stuff going on for it. And all we can really say is the, to Kurt's point, the impact he made on both of us as young, you know, basketball football players. Um, it really was. One of those one of those things that you really can't replace, right? So it's always the what if factor. What if Kobe would have kept living? You know, what if his his daughter um, would have played as well? I'll tell you, like growing growing up though, the biggest impact for me, and this is almost like an ode to you slash a jab at you, is. Of uh, <laughs> hey, why well, I am Dick? So I can't get past the Madison Square Garden sixty-one point miracle like like performance of the year in two thousand nine, which really set them on the road. Not that they weren't already going that way, but they really set them down the path of that two thousand nine championship drive. And I really felt like that was the point where post all the drama, post all the shackness, you know that was when like Kobe was back. And we saw, you know, the oh, you know, the things oh seven, oh eight scoring titles, but if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was like the definitive moment for like, okay, Kobe's in his like his third act, like this is the Kobe we ended up watching, you know, in our in our later years, uh, high school, early twenties, etc.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, uh, you know, I've I've said it already. Kobe was someone that we watched up growing. He was on the TV for. Our generation more than you know probably Michael, uh, LeBron's getting there, so it was it's impossible to name my favorite Kobe moment. It really is the eighty-one game, of course you know that's there, but the the problem with the eighty-one game is I I remember it because I didn't get to see it. The eighty the eighty-one game was 06. so that's you know could have been at a practice, could have been at something, but that was one of those that I got home, saw ESPN, and did the whole you know Kobe did what. <laughs> you know, about eighty one and it was that was at the highlight of like I don't like Kobe Bryant, he's the villain, he's got the championships, God this guy's so freaking good, you know, beats the Knicks, beats the Spurs, beats everybody, he's so awesome. Um so picking my favorite Kobe moment I had to go with the one that was fresh on my mind and that was his last game. I mean, you talk about poetic justice you know, an ending to ride off into the sunset. You know, Peyton Manning got to ride off after the Super Bowl. That was awesome. But the way Kobe did it in his home, you know, give me the ball, get out of the way, 60 points, comeback win against the Jazz. I remember they played that game, you know, the night after he passed away. And I watched it with as much as excitement as a little kid, you know, because you knew the end was coming. You knew what he was about to do. So, yeah, I, I would go with that. The way he ended his career, I mean, that was very similar to, you know, Jeter's walk-off win for the Yankees. The legends just do it. They just do it right, and he did. He had it in the most Kobe fashion that you could have possibly done it. So I'll go with the last game as my favorite memory of Kobe.
1: I think that's a fair pick, man. And uh, I think all we could say is, you know, rest in peace to the Mamba. Mad respect, mad props. I think, once sometimes you don't realize what a good thing you have until it's gone. So, um, you know, let us cut be list. Cheers to that. You know, let that be a kind of lesson to us all. But with, without further ado, we're not we're gonna make this not a solemn episode. It, it definitely is a, a never another curtain dick rant. Um, we're gonna hit you up with some uh, some whiskey news. Some you know whiskey nerd alert.
0: Yes, and I'm going to be flat out honest. This is your domain. I am not going to have much to chime into. I know I was the one that sent you the article and I saw it, but this is Dick's world. This is you, Dick, the shit out of this because I don't. All I know is the headline that I sent you: MGP merges with Luxco. I'm going to let you break that one apart. I I, I, I will. I'm going to have I a few questions of, for you cool I'll raise my hand when I hear familiar terms like Yellowstone bourbon uh, and things like that but other than that this one is yours dude all
1: right I, I appreciate that Kurt so just kind of little set everybody if you haven't been keeping up and then keep in mind the whiskey world is is super deep and, and Kurt and I are just getting into really understanding you know the ins and outs and, and we we may you know, say a few things wrong here and there um, but ultimately these are the facts this is what we know actually so talking about um, mgP which um. is <laughs> which is the largest, if not one of the largest, um, distillers in the country based out of Indiana. And you see a lot of our craft distilleries getting a lot of their startup whiskey from there. Um, there's exceptions to that, like 291 is an exception. They did all their own stuff. But most of your other whiskey brands that are getting up and getting started and starting to establish something, either do a deal with MGP or... Or someone else like Heaven Hill, or possibly even like a Bardstown. Although a Sound's much more um, low key about it; they don't necessarily publish it. And MGP doesn't really publish who they do business with either. That's on the distiller to tell people. But what you need to know is a lot of the good stuff that's not Buffalo Trace, not you know Bardstown, not Heaven Hill. Um, it's not Brown Forman is likely coming from MGP. Been kind of demonized in the last few years. Luxco is another brand, which is kind of an up and comer. It's it's uh, the Lux family. They've kind of put, pulled it together um, and and really taken it into the the next step of being a competitor within the industry. Um, the kicker here is they have some really Everclear, good brands. Right? They do have Everclear. That's right. Oh, they've got I love them already. <laughs> they've got Ever Everclear, which you know is uh, Rebel Yell. They've now rebranded early recently with to Rebel. We got Yellowstone mm-hmm. and then Old Ezra. I mean, those are some of the big ones. So Old Ezra Seven. All Favorite the,
0: show on TV,
1: <laughs> right next to the uh, the ranch, right? Um,
0: oh, speaking of the ranch, that what was what's the Colorado one you just mentioned a little while ago?
1: Uh, Two ninety one.
0: Are they drinking that on the show? I don't know, man. I think they are. Check it well, out next time.
1: Okay, I will. Um, I actually know that a buddy of mine. Um, I was actually we we're talking about whiskey, and lo and behold, he went and ordered a bottle of 291 that I should be cracking up this Friday. So I'll tell you what I think about. It. I think it's their uh, their small batch bourbon, so that'll be interesting. Um, anyway, we're talking about a 500 million dollar acquisition. Of luxco by mgp it's a split cash 50 250 million ish cash and 250 million dollars in stocks um with the dan lux getting a one chair seat on the mgp board with the option for the uh i'm sorry the addition of another that's to be named um th- this is like really a big deal i mean the way you think about this and we'll go through like some almost like conspiracy theories but but theories about what this means for not just the company, which I think it's a good deal, but what does it mean for us as consumers? I think that's what we really care about. Um, we've talked about some of these ultra-aged bourbons that are out there. We've talked about some of these stuff that they're starting three or four years ago that we were starting to get our hands on now and possibly in the future. A lot of that stuff's coming from GP. And I've even heard that they actually had a, a bad earnings call like late 2019 because they had some Older age stuff that they weren't able to bottle and sell out, so they may be looking for an outlet for that. So, um, I know I nerded out there, Kurt. My apologies. Well, not really. I don't really fucking care. Um, but what do you think about this, man? What are your initial thoughts? You sent me the article. What did you think?
0: Uh, that it involved reading, so I didn't do a lot of it. But uh, I don't know. It's like it's one of those things that there's so much going on in the whiskey world and in the, in the background, and it's so secretive. Are we going to notice anything from this? I think Other you will. Than, should I buy some stock in MGP right now?
1: You won't want to buy it right now because they just merged, right? It's been announced. Um, the I think what you will notice is the fact that Luxco, when they have um, when they have sourced their whiskey, it's been from Heaven Hill. So now you've got to assume the fact that MGP owns Luxco brands that they're going to start putting their own juice in, in Luxco brands. So you should never like yeah, probably. Um,
0: Am I still going to have Yellowstone Kentucky bourbon? You will still have or is yellow. Going to be Yellowstone Indiana bourbon.
1: Well, that's a great question. It's going to be Yellowstone bourbon, and if it says on the bottle Kentucky Kentucky straight bourbon, technically speaking, they wouldn't be able to do that.
0: And is it ironic that Yellowstone National Park is in neither of those places? It does sound ironic, yes. Anyway, let me nerd out for a little bit. So. I went down a little rabbit hole right now on whiskeywash.com. You said the guy who started 291 used to do what?
1: Uh, He used to be a real estate... No, he used to be a photographer in New York City.
0: He used to be a photographer who took pictures and became friends with one Sam Elliott. Really? Thus... Oh, it is on... (laughs) It, Sam Elliott is sipping 291 on the ranch. I knew I saw that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've watched
1: that entire season, never knew that, never put the two together. That's great. Yep. That is great investigative uh, whiskey work right there.
0: As it turns out, Myers and Elliot remain good buddies, and you can see Elliot sipping 291 on the ranch on Netflix. That's awesome. I'm glad Ooh. I contributed to that uh, conversation.
1: I'm glad you did too. I had no idea. Now I'm going to have to rewatch. I, I mean, okay, how can you not want to rewatch The Ranch? It's fucking amazing.
0: True to that. What else is new in the whiskey world, nerd?
1: So, I really wanted to talk about just a few things here, and I wanted to get your thoughts. Or, do you have any um, thoughts about like us as consumers? Like, is this a good thing? Um, do we think that the long-term strategy for MGP is? get as much whiskey out there as possible because they have massive distilleries, massive. I have seen pictures and it, it looks like endless.
0: Or, is it one distillery or no, is it several? No, they've got
1: they've got several, but their their distilling houses, if you want to call them that, are apparently like the biggest in the industry. My question, my thought went, dude, what's stopping them from being the Amazon of the whiskey world? You got the biggest supply. You've got high demand for your product cuz we don't we all like it. What's stopping them from consuming like a grizzly or something like that to use this distribution technology and distribution chain to get it out there directly to consumers?
0: I pour a glass and I drink it. I, I don't. I don't know, Dick. I mean, are they on that? Are they on their way to doing that with this purchase? Amazon started selling secondhand history books to us, and look where they are now. So if you're telling me I'll be able to buy whiskey on Amazon? Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, it, Maybe I don't know. I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. That would be awesome. I and mean, then you have my attention. I did literally send you some whiskey. It showed up at your door, and you showed someone an ID, and they gave it to you, right?
0: That's a new thing, and I will <laughs> want to do that from now on. <laughs> Thank
1: you, sir. Sure. Um. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting world, man. It's ever evolving. So, but talk uh,
0: to me about these uh, bigger, thicker bottles.
1: Yeah, the bigger, thicker bottles. So, another little interesting thing I, I found on uh, Whiskey Advocate was there's now a patent approved for 700 milliliter bottles which is interesting because what you're drinking out of right now is a 750 milliliter bottle Mm -hmm. and it makes me start to think are the 750s going to start going away i.e are they going to make the bottles thicker make them look like 700 750 milliliters but only contain 700 milliliters of whiskey and is this another example of shrinkflation
0: What's my favorite quote of all time, Dick? I don't know. Come on, think about it. It's not not the size of the boat, it's the motion of the ocean? That's my second favorite. But when somebody's spewing knowledge at me and giving me facts and figures... Fuck you. Close. I don't fucking care. Close. You're hot. Very warm there. I don't fucking no. Give... <laughs> a fuck. There you go. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Oh, here. That's what, that's, what, that's what I think about 700 Who gives a shit? <laughs> no. Uh, in all honesty, I mean, yes, there's going to be those times when you're going to a party and you're like, oh, I'm going to get more bang for my book with this 750 But when it comes to, like, our type of whiskey buying, when it's like, we're going to try what's interesting and what's... I mean, 700 $750, we are going to the size of the bottles isn't going to be what peaks our interest. You know what I mean?
1: Oh well the size the size is always what peaks my interest.
0: I know, I know, but size and peaking. <laughs> um, I don't I don't think so. I think the seven hundred and fifty is not going anywhere. It's kind of like when they started making the um, they started making what's that one car? Um,
1: <laughs> I mean I'm a car guy, but I don't know what car you're talking about. Yeah, you know, where the they Tesla made a ver-
0: no, they made a version of uh the hydrogen car hybrids. <sighs> sure, whatever. It's like when they make a car that they think's gonna be cool, so they just continue. Oh Chrysler two hundred. There you go. You mean people the Chrysler three hundred?
2: Or the... people thought they it looked like, the like a phantom. 300.
1: <laughs> As, <laughs> As Cat, Cat Williams saying. Like <laughs> a... <laughs> look like a what? Cat Williams, dude, in one of his stand ups he's like, I bought it because it look like a phantom. He's like, nah. It looks like a Chrysler three <laughs> hundred.
0: <laughs> anyway so the Chrysler 300 was popular so they made the Chrysler 200 didn't work out you know what I'm saying get the metaphor and move on alright next topic thank you very much
1: um, alright so last one is um, we're talking about Luxco. we're talking about the um, changes yeah,
0: 7 minute abs
1: <laughs> um, old, old e- 6 <laughs> old Ezra is coming out with a new product Uh, that's got some hype behind it is Ezra Brooks 99 is a 99 proof um high rye allegedly that is going to be charcoal filtered um and we should start to see it in our liquor stores this month it's supposed to be competitively priced the way I've really understood it we're talking that 20 30 35 dollar bottle um, just something to, to keep an eye out on. I mean, if you like Old Ezra, Old Ezra number seven, which you can't find, um, might be worth it to try to grab the uh, the mid major right there with Old Ezra ninety nine.
0: I'll try it, sure, whatever.
1: Yeah, why not? It's whiskey. All right, I think that kind of like kills the mood for the entire podcast with uh, whiskey news. I think that's the last time we'll talk about it. Um, Kurt, what do you got, man? What's our uh, what's our next couple of topics here in the headline section?
0: So, hot off the presses, just a couple hours ago announced the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame will have no inductions this year. The first time since 1960. Who was on the list? I don't know. Apparently, Schilling's pissed off. Uh, he was the closest. Uh, he said, I don't want to be on the list next year because they have 10 years. Oh, and crime here, River. Next year, which is... I hope well let me get through this. Ten years and Schilling, Bonds and Rogers are all on their final chance next year. And I think I know Schilling basically said, I don't fucking want it. Leave me off the list. Um But I don't know. Is baseball am I just not thinking about isn't baseball like don't they say like Lucky Lefty Lagoo from nineteen forty made the Hall of Fame this year? Like how I don't understand how this ten year thing works. Do they is baseball not one of those Hall of Fames where you get that?
1: You got me on that man. You got me my pants down. I don't I don't follow baseball hall of fame.
0: Good opportunity for anybody listening that knows that answer to shoot us an email at fourthdramminggold@gmail.com. Exactly. Great plug. All right. Uh, but yeah, and then it started going off. I didn't, I forgot kind of the shit that Schilling has put on post like social media that's got him in trouble.
1: Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> we dude, we talked about like football hall of fame there with uh, with Keith. Man, um, popularity has a lot to do with it. And I think when you look at Schilling's baseball record, to your point, it's a no brainer. But then you start thinking about some of the questionable stuff he's said, and and the steroid allegations for Bonds and Rogers. Well, and Schilling too.
0: And, the, and Major League Baseball in general? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> then put them all in. Who gives a shit? All
1: right, moving on. <laughs> they still did amazing of, things. That's all we got. That's uh-huh. all I got to
0: say about that. Um, Rodgers and the Packers. So we, we've got a whole NFL segment going on in, in a little bit. But as you saw, Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's talk about that now. Let's work, Let's talk it now. Field gold or go for it on fourth? What do you think?
1: Go for it on fourth, man. You've got Aaron Rodgers' it's fourth and eight. Just fucking go for it. You still need... I mean, you, you're down by eight. You have to go for it.
0: Because you. I, I agree. But I also think that it's a no-brainer if Aaron Rodgers runs the play before and gets at least five, six, seven, possibly scores. Uh, we've seen him know, do it multiple and, times before. Right, and I'm not Aaron Rodgers, the one running... You know from 250 pound defensive linemen, I think that's they're bigger than that. Lineman. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. that's a, that's a uh, middle linebacker, <laughs> sure.
0: uh But so I so I want to talk about it. yes, they should have gone for it. That in, I love the way Stephen A. Smith was just so pissed off and he kept going, Matt la Fleur, which that's insensitive, but anyway, um, against French people. Here's what I want to talk about. It was pissing me off. Here we are on week whatever. Nobody has seen Deshaun Watson. We're still getting the subliminal messages on Twitter. You know, the city of Houston going through its fair share of its own issues over here. It's still waiting on Deshaun Watson. He, they tried to do a parade that he said, no, don't do that. But, uh, let's see. Packers lost Sunday. The conversation started Monday if he would be back. Well, guess who answered a question today about it today on Tuesday? Mr. Aaron Rodgers, if you were trying to figure that out. Yeah. So, Rodgers comes out today on the Pat McAfee show saying, yeah, I'll probably be back. You never know, but I'll probably be back. Why in the world can't Deshaun Watson do something like that? Why do we have to do this guessing waiting game? Because he doesn't know if he's going to be back, man. They haven't even named the head coach. Apparently, that has nothing to do with it. Apparently, he still wants out. Uh,
1: but, well, I mean, that's, that's him just taking a stance. I think, to your point, like, I don't know, man. He's, like, hanging with Carmen San Diego. I, I don't know. That was my joke. Well, you know what? I made it funnier. Um, we do know that he will be in Vegas next weekend, though, so maybe we'll get an interview with them.
0: Cool. Can't wait. So...
1: Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, to, I, to answer I, your question, man, I mean, he doesn't want to commit to shit right now. Why would well, he?
0: That's, that was my rant. What about the question? Is Rodgers back in Green Bay next year?
1: I think so. Only because he's, he's not going to be able to go somewhere with more weapons to give him a better chance.
0: I agree. I agree, Dick. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's get into the... Nose of this Evan Williams bottled and bound. All right, so I've got strawberries, passion fruit. Oh, I'm sorry, that was lubrication still left on my hand. Um, the Evan Williams, my bad. Um, (laughs) is that why you're so relaxed? No, I'm relaxed because I got a hockey game on TV right now. Got the Detroit Red Wings, a.k.a. best uniform in sports. And I've got the Dallas Stars. It's one-to-one in the third period. Okay, so we've gone over notes on Evan Williams before, and we always come back to that uh, Peanuts. I'm not getting it as much on this one. Got a big puff of vanilla. Ooh, nice little maple syrup on that bad boy. Vanilla maple syrup. I've already told you, like, when, when it comes to Evan Williams and bon Bond, I get the peanuts, like, in the glass after it's empty and it dries up. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that, I know that smell very well.
0: I'm going to go vanilla. Maple syrup. Very traditional, you know, nosing notes that you would get on something like this little bit of lemon maybe yeah but that vanilla and maple syrup is very potent what about you there dick
1: I get the peanuts is always a hard one for me to grab and I think I may just associate that peanut flavor with yeah yeah it's hard for me to smell so for for me (laughs) and this yeah I did get, like, red fruits right there. I get a hint of, like, green apple and a little honey. But other than the vanilla... bit of cinnamon? I, I'm going to call it butterscotch. That's what I wrote down. Butterscotch. Nice. Yeah. Overall, when I, we score this out... I just... I don't see anything wrong with this. I feel like it is an A all day. Not just for the price, but... Everything's pleasant. Everything... There's nothing offensive. There's nothing proofy. There's not... You're like, oh, but... There's nothing negative to say about this. So how can you not give it an A? I'll go B+. Okay. I mean, it's about like me me and you in high school. Me always with the A's, you with the B's. It's cool. D's get degrees, baby. D's get degrees. That's how I graduated.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very. It's good. Um, there are going to be those when it comes to you know my nosing notes. You know me, I'm a buffalo trace sucker and things like that.
1: Yeah, you like you like a more aggressive.
0: A little bit, 100 is a very good proof, but you, my sweet spot's going to be the 110, 115 range. Yeah. So I think that you know, but this is a solid B plus man. I like it. All right, moving on. Let's go to that. Third dram. Third dream? Still got the Mexico protection plastic on my bottle. <laughs> uh,
1: what we got lined up, this is going to be a short dram. I think Kurt and I are already kind of getting into it. Uh, maybe more of a lead into our fourth. But ultimately, we want to talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl. So, so what's happening? I don't give a
0: shit about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm crushing your fun. Continue.
1: And you call me the fun sucker. Right, all I'm right dick <laughs> uh, what's happening
0: this year what we got going on uh so we got a madden game right in vegas
1: in vegas allegedly with some other activities lined up although i can't completely nail them down in, vegas, in the 15 minutes i think I've minutes. got an idea oh no, yeah you know i got offered cocaine last time i was in vegas
0: i was not expecting this to go there but as we're trying to gain listeners please continue
1: <laughs> we uh we were coming back from a, a dinner and it was my wife and my, myself um and then uh a couple friend of ours we were there for uh my, my friend's uh wife's birthday and the girls are wearing little you know scantily uh barely covered dresses and my buddy's in the, in the pisser and I'm standing out there with the girls, we're just talking bullshit right in the lobby. And this guy walks up and uh, he's like, hey man. He's like, hey, I'm like, hey man. He goes, these are your girls? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm with one of them. And he's like, "Hey, y'all looking to have fun tonight? And we're like, yeah, we're looking to have fun. He's like, hey, you want some Coke? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Vegas? No, not here. And uh, I was like, I don't, I don't think they're down for it. And he's like, Oh, cool, man, oh, cool. And like, like, give me the high five. This was like pre-COVID. This is like December 2019. And, uh, and I was like, I went back to the girls. Like, what did he want? I was like, Well, he thought you were hot and wanted to give us some coke. <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. We're not looking at that
0: kind of fun. So did they take that as the best compliment ever?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're thirty year old women in in short dresses. Of course they did.
0: The funny thing is people are like, oh, cocaine, Vegas storage, rookies, like, That's my life. first. That's my first, man. I just remember being, f- like, 14 in Vegas, and they <laughs> had you those cards on the side of the street. I just had this conversation with my wife last night, because I went with my dad when I was 12. <laughs> and my aunt taking all of them out of my hands and throwing them to the side. Yeah. Uh you just gotta put them in your back pocket as soon as possible I didn't know what they were I didn't know what they were <laughs> and they are just handed dark. them to you I'm 14 and they're giving me this card like you have to. I'm the like same person that if somebody comes up to me at the grocery store and gives me a card I take it without knowing that they're trying to sell me something like I just okay thanks like I assume everything's a flyer out there and these happen to be flyers they just happen to be very mature flyers anyway <laughs> who's playing in this Madden game uh, so,
1: Madden Game, we got Deshaun um, Watson, so we know it he'll be. We got Derek Henry. Wonder what uh, this be this is AFC. Yeah. We got Snoop Dogg and Keyshawn Johnson. Cool. NFC. Uh, we got Murray. We got Jamal Adams. We got Bubba Wallace and Marshawn Lynch.
0: Cool. Can't wait to not watch this. Uh, there I go, being a fun second. What again. else are you going to
1: watch this weekend?
0: Huh. Movies? Goodfellas for the seventeen thousand. Oh my time. God! They've been running that shit on AMC uh, like crazy lately. That's one of those. If it's on, I'm watching it. This hockey game, one to one, still the Dallas Stars and the Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings, Detroit Red Wings, the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I don't know, man. I don't watch the Pro Bowl when it's a regular game. Like I don't. Not since I was ten.
1: I'll tell you what like I will watch the Pro Bowl but I won't watch the actual game itself I'll watch the pre like the Saturday competitions on the front end of the I think they've done a pretty good job the last couple years actually making that exciting and the game does get a little exciting because you get the whole it's not NFC versus AFC anymore it's it's, you know kind of like I think they gave a couple years where like you had team captains they got to pick all their players and shit
0: and see when they do all that I think that makes it dumber just stick to AFC NFC I don't know Fun sucker of the night, I guess. So,
1: let me ask you this. What's better, NBA All-Star Weekend or the Pro Bowl?
0: NBA All-Star Weekend.
1: Okay. So, NBA All-Star Weekend or MLB All-Star Weekend?
0: Uh, I'll still give... I'll give NBA All-Star Weekend the nod there just because it's a three-point... And the slam dunk. The thing about the slam dunk is they are really trying for some creative ways to keep that thing going because of all the dunks being just done with. Uh, But the the three point still consistent. It's like your home run derby. There's one goal to hit as many home runs as you can, and there's a winner. Same thing with the three-point contest. But just because I I feel like it's a little bit longer and there's a little bit more activities, Uh, you know, celebrity basketball game, celebrity softball game, I'm going to take the basketball game because – Here's the deal: when people don't really want to play basketball, like as in they don't want to get hurt or play defense, the score is going to be two hundred to two hundred and four, and it's awesome. When people don't want to play football, I mean it's rough; like, it's real rough.
1: <laughs> it's like watching go routes at practice all day. I
0: mean, t- for instance, what is your what's the best highlight you've ever seen in the Pro Bowl? The uniforms. That's your highlight. I mean, yeah. My highlight's when Sean Taylor knocked the shit out of a punter on a fake. Because that was, like, the realest hit in Pro Bowl history. Because um,
1: Sean Taylor was playing, the punter
0: was not. <laughs> yes. So, like, first R.I.P. Sean Taylor, man. R.I.P. Speaking of another one, man. I'll take a drink to that. Right, man. Mm. God, that's good. Um, ooh. It's all the good stuff, man. I'm telling you. Got some big red gum on that one again. What is not going you? on? I think you just I, chew a lot of big red gum. No, I don't. I can't. I get allergic reactions. That's the weird part. But, um, yeah. So I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of the Pro Bowl. I don't. I don't watch it. Now, what you were talking about events, you you see like ESPN Classic when they do the QB challenges from the 90s. Yeah. And the see, those were fun. Those were. They awesome. still do those. <sighs> Maybe I don't know maybe I just maybe I haven't watched that it, all so. happens on Saturday okay well maybe I'll check that out if I remember it but that
1: was my point earlier is like that's what I like to watch about the weekend
0: okay well then that's like a 10 minute span who gives a shit that's like four
1: hours of content because we've got like the crazy catches they've got the hitting the football <gasps> oh, players they go across yeah, they
0: had that dodgeball game last year did not they Were, they did have a dodgeball uh, yeah. Landry did, like, the most athletic thing I've ever seen in my life when he caught, like, three dodgeballs or something and beat the other team. Okay. Okay, maybe you're convincing me a little bit there. All
1: right, we'll have one more. You already said NBA, so that's what we're going with. NBA All-Star Weekend or, and this is this is a hard one, dude, the curling tournament at the Olympic Winter Olympics.
0: I will watch USA, it's a red, white, and blue, and I will kill a 12 pack uh, as i re- route them on to gold i will take that i will take that up there over a lot of other things you are insulting it by putting it next to the all star weekend <laughs> it is literally yeah. super bowl curling championship world series for me buddy
1: you know i watched that netflix thing about like the curling it was a couple years ago about the, uh, the curling um, history up in uh, like canada and have you ever seen that? I did not know that was a thing, but I'm going to tonight now. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I mean, it's a Netflix original. I watched original. The Ranch. Um, yeah. I think that definitely solidifies curling's place, as we just did, as the best sport to watch. Um, I, I did want to kind of talk about one other thing we haven't hit on yet. It's kind of a not really a headline yet, but it made me think of it. Olympics 2020, that are going to be in, allegedly in Japan 2021, starting in June, July... I'm hearing a lot of rumors that it may not happen. There was a poll out yesterday or today. 80% of Japanese citizens do not want it to happen. So, what do you think, man? Do you think they're going to follow through with it? IOC is saying yes right now.
0: I think. Okay, so the bubble worked for the NBA, right? I feel like the Olympic Village is the original OG bubble. Like, I think if anybody can pull it off, it's them. Now, you are dealing with people from all over the world as compared to, like, just the United States for the NBA bubble. But, I mean, get there 14 days ahead, test everybody, quarantine everybody, put everyone in the Village, make it lockdown. I don't see how that's... I mean, we're going to pull a Super Bowl off, for God's sakes, this weekend, knock on wood... I, you know, and then somebody said, uh, you know, maybe can they move it? I don't know what that would, I mean, shit, there's so many deserted Olympic villages, right, that people are always showing. Um, I feel like they could pull that off, man. And then even if it came down to voluntary status of athletes showing up, I still think you'd put together a pretty good Olympic... Games for the the athletes that said I don't care where it's at I'm going I'm going to compete because I've just busted my ass for five years now.
1: I agree with you, man. Uh, I mean I think it should still happen if they can quarantine, you know, and stuff. But Plus I think you don't get the,
0: COVID in the pool, right?
1: No, you don't get COVID. But you, what you do get in the Olympic <laughs> Village is what we've heard about for for years are Sex STDs and drugs. Yes, there there is a huge influx of STDs within high level Olympic athletes. That's a whole other type of test. Right after. Think.
0: So I mean if we can survive that every four years, I think we can get through this. But
1: how do we not have super herpes after the last Olympics? I mean you gotta ask yourself that question.
0: <laughs> Who said we did it? What? What's up? Anyway, uh, I hope we have it. I love it. Uh, fuck, is this a winter or summer? Winter, right?
1: This is a summer. It's the extension of the 2020.
0: Well, what the hell happened in the 2018 Winter Olympics that was exciting? I don't know. The U.S. didn't win the curling championship? Hmm. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I hope they have the Olympics. Can we get into the tasting notes of this, Evan Williams? Let's do it, man. Dick laid on me.
1: You know. I'm going to say this. From the very beginning, I don't believe that Evan Williams is anything wrong with it. The nose is nice. To your point, I think you get a little bit of different variation from bottle to bottle. What's hitting me tonight... And this is a 175 that's aired out a little bit. So I'll give it a little bit of leeway on it. I get cinnamon. I get sugar. I get vanilla. Um, I, I do get that butterscotch that carries through from the nose to the palate. Um, the green apple fades. It's not there. But there's no bitterness. There's no bite. It's not heavy oakiness. There's a little little wood flavor. I wouldn't taste, say it tastes like my coin box, but it's good. Overall, it's just it's nothing to be mad at, man. It is everything good. It's you can put it in your eggnog, you can drink it in a dram, you can put it in your coke, you can put it in your club soda. You can drink it however you want and it's going to be good, man.
0: Yeah, I think what makes it good is you get a little bit of all the traditional flavors, right? And none of them, none of them are offensive.
1: Nobody's fighting.
0: No, but you. This is where your eyebrows gonna raise a little. At the end, it has a little bit of what I was talking about with early times, all the traditional flavors. But then you get f- at the end of the taste, you feel that thirteen dollars. You get that
1: little bit of proof.
0: And I would actually mm. say that I would say that Evan Williams Bottled Bond does have that more than Early Times did, as I've already killed that bottle again. Um,
1: early Times got so much nanner on it, it's so sweet.
0: Yeah, but no, this one. I mean, you're, the oak I get oak, I get the traditional vanilla oak. That maple syrup isn't there as much as it is in the nose but then as it fades back of the tongue you get that alcohol proof not ethanol proof that you, goes okay this is that if i were to line this up with others maybe i'd be able to tell it was a $14 bottle but like we've talked about before we've seen videos where this has been toe to toe with yep i was going to go there other bottles but for the most part this is usually the bottle that's like first second third in your under $30 tastings and that's where right where it belongs. Um,
1: I agree, and I do get that that proofy on the back. It's like a empty chalky proofy. But man, I, I texted I do get you that.
0: today. I texted you today. Like, damn, I forgot how good this was. I like that. There's a you definitely get you don't get like heat, and it's actually kind of dangerous because I think you can sip on this all day because it's had does it have like a watered down. After a while. it does
1: but that that's the proof like the more right. you drink it the less offensive it gets this is what i would say man like you talked about it being under 30 bucks i want to talk about one that i've recently drank i talked about i drank henry mckenna in our last episode i think if you put this next to henry mckenna henry mckenna gets that watery taste right up front it's heavy vanilla heavy honey but this if you put it toe-to-toe on a blind i take this day any day against henry mckenna and henry mckenna is a 60 dollars bottle right now
0: yeah, I don't know about that. I'm gonna to have to take your word for it on that one. Um, but yeah, you get the watered down sipping taste and flavor, but it's and this is gonna be like a no duh. Better than those ninety dollar, I mean ninety ninety proof bottles, very watered down sometimes. Tom, um, so I mean I'm not gonna offend it. I'm gonna do B B plus again.
1: So I'm gonna give it a B on the on the taste. Simply because it doesn't it doesn't wow, but it's better than most of its competitors. And it's better than what you're going to find in that price segment, hands down. Um, I really liked early times. I think this is better than early times.
0: Before we do our OGD tasting, mm-hmm. which one you taking?
1: Between old granddad, 114, and this?
0: Mm-hmm. You want to leave
1: that one? For I know. You? I'm, I had old granddad 114, and I actually wrote it down. Like the two are on pages right next to me. They both up with B pluses, um, but I would say, based off of memory, the thing about the old granddad 114 is you do that. You do get that proofy punch up front, where this doesn't give it to you. And to your point, if you're looking to get fucked up. On something this is a lot easier to do than that gold granddad 114 now we'll say with ogd 114 as soon as you add a little bit of water to it it opens up to something better and if you haven't tried it like that like a drop or two of water and a you know 1.5 or two ounce dram is going to make you appreciate it more my i said this earlier like my favorite mix is roughly a 70 30 70 this and a 30 percent old granddad 114 i think it tastes like whiskey butter
0: yeah, I have to disagree with you there. I did that earlier, and I texted you politely and said I, I do not mean to offend. That's but okay. I'll take the, You're not gonna offend. I'll take the uh, go fuck yourself. I will. T- <laughs> I will take the Evan Williams bottle and bond all day over that mixture. But it was. I mean, if you if you poured that for me, I wouldn't say no.
1: So for those of you that ever come to the Armadillo, that is the uh, the, the decanter whiskey uh, right now.
0: So nice. Oh, no, you need you need to send me some of that. OF 1915. That was. I sent you that. Is it not in there? It probably is. I swear to God, I put it in there. Okay, well then, shit. My day just got better. No, no, no. I think you sent me the old man's pappy.
1: I did send you the poor man's pappy. That's right.
0: Okay. You ready to get into the meat of our meal here with the Fort Dram?
1: Man, I feel like we've been like beating around the bush. I've eaten my carrots, I ate my potatoes. Can I get into the prime rib yet?
0: We've talked about this green bean casserole. It's oh, sh- dude. Should eat it I, all I don't year know if around. I told you this.
1: I don't know if I told you this. We did green bean casserole for Christmas. Delicious. And it was delicious. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I think that's a staple in my household. And it
1: it was with the the right french beans or whatever the fuck they are.
0: Right. It's a difference. We, oh. And then the secret they do a tablespoon of
1: soy sauce yeah fuck soy sauce um i like it after we talked about that i talked to my wife and i was like yeah kurt said you know do it this way and she goes those are the green beets we all eat all the time I'm like oh, okay cool then no
0: big deal <laughs> yeah come on we're not running an elementary cafeteria here
1: all right <laughs> but i think i grew up on the canned ones so i mean i do know the difference all right mm-hmm. yeah let's get into it stop talking about elementary cafeterias although pizza day on fridays square pizzas
0: hell yeah absolutely Fourth Ram there is so much to break down. So excited about this Super Bowl. I am a uniform sucker for one. That definitely gets the nod in this Super Bowl. We've got old versus new. We've got everything. But before we get into that, we've got to talk about the games that set up for it the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship, which we already talked about. Should have gone for it on fourth down. AFC Championship. Your, your quotation Cinderella team that made the playoffs last year and was an overtime away from going to the second round. Good first quarter, good second quarter. Got funny there at the end. But at the, at the end of the game, it was Mahomes, Mahomes magic. What were your thoughts on that game? Uh, do you feel like Buffalo... Was in the same league as Kansas City. You know, what what, what were your overall thoughts on that one?
1: I, I did feel like they were in the same league. I just feel like they were on different days, right? Um, yeah, Kansas absolutely. City. Kansas City. Some days they show up. Some days they don't. Sometimes they're more competitive. They showed up from day one or from snap one. My thoughts. Um, they were there down were a nine couple, zero. I, I know, but that's the thing is they were in it, but they were in it down the. They were they down were
0: given that touchdown.
1: Thank you. The, yes, exactly. I was going to say, they're 9-0 due to a, to a freaking uh, muffed punt. But they weren't playing like they were out of the game ever. I still felt that Kansas City was going to win it. I will say this, though. I've seen a transition between the NFC and the AFC, and we can all acknowledge AFC is younger, the younger conference right now from like the division
0: leaders, right? Well, yeah, because... Tom Brady switched divisions and all the team's average age went down by about 15 years.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, when you talk about like quarterbacks and key players, the AFC is not only younger, they are better and they're gonna be more fun to watch. It's going to be tougher to play in the AFC than it is the NFC for at least the next 10 years.
0: Couldn't tell you don't know where Deshaun's going, but anyway, uh, as, you the said, AFC. Have you, as you said, as you said, yeah, different day, man. Like, you know, the Chiefs did exactly what I thought they would do. If you go back, I said they're going to find a way to beat the Browns. They do. I did not know that Mahomes was going to be injured and it was going to take a Chad Henny thing as possible to throw on fourth down due to the biggest ball sack in the country, Andy Reid's call. <laughs> uh, but there you go. They found a way to win. I thought the same thing was going to be this against the Bills. They were going to find a way to win. But there was there – was, You know, you take away the onside kick and everything. It was a blowout there towards the end. Um, And the Chiefs were just hitting their strides. If you take the muff punt away, it's an even bigger blowout. If that team shows up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, it's not going to be much of a game. Um, But let's talk about the NFC Championship before we get into all that. But, yes, the Chiefs were hitting their stride. Mahomes doing his thing. And then... I've got to talk about this. They had a question, you know, my holy grail of sports talk on first take the next day, and it was like, is anybody else in the same league, can anybody rival Mahomes? And they were saying, you know, I think they did the whole, I'm going to say this, you say that. I think Kellerman was like, no, Mahomes is his own dude. Uh, And then Stephen A. Smith did it's. Let's not forget the weapons. You can put Rogers there and Deshaun Watson there too soon, uh, and they do the same things. But I don't know if that's true, man. You know, there are things that Mahomes does. I can think of two in that game where the and they were like back. They were back to back. The dude is being tackled and getting taken to the ground, and he still throws a pass that I couldn't throw on my best day. All right. And I, I think Deshaun Watson could do that. I know he can. And I think Aaron Rodgers, maybe not so much now, but definitely in his heyday, he was, you know, more mobile. But I don't know. I'm overthinking. I mean, is it the Homer thing with the Texas Tech, you know? It, I mean, he does these things. Like, he's getting, it's like Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, maybe Brett Favre definitely, but all balled into this one Early headed package,
1: yeah. No, I agree. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the evasiveness. He's got the the, the foresight. But ultimately, it's dude. It's instinct. He's it's got it, instinct.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't necessarily think speed is his strong. I don't think it's speed. If I you get him in the open like,
1: fields, he's one of the fastest. He's not Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson. Ah, he's not Lamar Jackson fast. Well, no, he's not Deshaun Watson fast either.
0: Nobody's Lamar Jackson. I don't. I don't. He does have. Speed. See no, I don't even think it's his speed. I think he knows when to run. I think he has the ability to run in open space.
1: Let's um, break it down. He's not necessarily flatline out speed, but he's quick.
0: Yeah, he's quick enough.
1: Yes, but yeah, evasive like, is that word.
0: Like he does these things that you know Roethlisberger would do. You know, when you have the four guys taking him down, he's going to get the ball out. So I, I think you. I think the Chiefs are still going to be awesome if they have Rodgers, If they have Watson. But Mahomes just has this thing to him, and then they talked about the Brett Favre thing without the interceptions. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a good conversation to bring up and, and ask your opinion of as the Dallas Stars just hit a goal in overtime to beat the the Red Wings. So, and as the think, Jazz
1: yeah. are beating the Knicks by 10 with seven minutes left. Thank
0: you for that. As the Texas team gets the victory in this hockey game that I've had on um, – so, yeah, they showed up. Allen's getting better. You know, it's funny because Allen's like, what, his third year? And see, they're, they're talking about Allen like, oh, he's going to grow up. He's going to get better. He's going to continue to evolve. Mahomes won a Super Bowl in his third year. Like, <laughs> like that's how ahead of the curve he's been. Anyway, uh, but no, it was the Tyree Killers, that run was phenomenal. Um. Travis Kelsey did Travis Kelsey things. They're they're a hell of a team.
1: I mean, let's be honest. If if three of their four or three of their five serious offensive weapons show up, they would probably win the
0: Super Bowl. But we'll get into that. And they had Kareem Hunt. They used to have Kareem Hunt. That dude was a bad dude, and he still is with Cleveland. But I think he's, you know, taking a couple notches down, but... Before that incident he had, I mean, he was a stud.
1: Yeah, but you have Edwards-Alaire. I mean, like, you, you so, reloaded him without even knowing it. He's amazing.
0: He did okay this year.
1: You got Le'Veon Bell to back him up and teach him a few things. Didn't even play in the game. No, I'm not, didn't have to. He's going to get a ring. Neither So
0: Kareem Hunt when Kareem Hunt was at his
1: peak. Yeah, but no, it's so hard for running backs to have three to four peak seasons in a row. Bill's Mafia. Shout out to the fans showing up at 3 a.m. in Buffalo, 14-degree weather, and they were still there when the plane landed. That's dedication. You never see Cowboys fans doing that shit. So um, NFC Championship.
0: I mean, so, so what? They've had 25 years to stay warm inside watching the I mean, <laughs> Who cares? No, I, mean, yeah, I guess that's cool. God dang, I must have drank Dick's Kool-Aid this morning. I've got the fun <laughs> sucker in all over me. No, okay, moving on. NFC Championship.
1: Um, so we kind of talked a little, about it a little bit. You know, was it past interference? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It's a, you grab the shirt. I mean, it's right there. Like you, are, it's like a
0: tearaway jersey. Yes, I got, it. we got group text. It was like, man, that was good acting. And I said, on what? The t-shirt? Like, <laughs> there's nothing to hide there. Now.
1: Now, <laughs> the, the flail at the end Okay, but it was still past
0: interference. It absolutely was past interference. It wasn't even the flail that was the, you know, controversial part. It was the fact that the flag took enough time for somebody to eat a sandwich. (laughs) That made it
2: controversial,
0: (laughs) but, you know, it was so late that I'm thinking one ref was like, oh gosh, like, you have to throw that, and had time to think about it, and was like, well shit, I'm gonna throw it then, because it was that
1: (laughs) bad. I feel like they looked at each other like the Spider-Man meme. Like, yeah, no,
0: (laughs) it absolutely was a flag, um, but... You had to throw that, or if not, you were going to have another situation where you know next year Seattle, St. Louis. I mean, sorry, Los Angeles. Um, where you're like, oh man, if we hadn't gotten rid of the can you question pass interference call, like, which I'm glad they got rid of. Um, just don't take five minutes on the flag next time, and everything's fine. It absolutely was a flag. The t-shirt was stretched. That was holding. That was pass interference. It was whatever it needed to be called. And if anybody was saying, you know, to, not to call people out, which I like, I had another text, oh, that you don't call that at that point of the game. You absolutely call that at that you point of the game. You call it all throughout the game. Like, 100%. We're yeah. on the same
1: page. I think you have to ask yourself the question, does it really matter either way?
0: It does matter because then the Packers are getting the ball back. It was third down.
1: I mean, allegedly. You're assuming they don't go for it on fourth and just steal the game out.
0: They wouldn't go for it on fourth on that side of the field, um, but like we said, they shouldn't have been it's in a that what position because the Backpackers should have not have kicked the field goal. Aaron Rodgers should have ran in for, you know, anyway. All
1: right, we got a little bit of uh, controversy, not as a controversy, but people just bitching on Twitter about Brady and, you know, oh, My this year he won it. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I mean, for I was a naysayer for a long time, but it's like, oh, in 2011, he threw three picks and his defense carried him. Defense carried him. You know, this team didn't show him. Like, shut up, shut up. He's going for seven Super Bowls. He's this is a record ten. Shut up. Just 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 enjoy the what ride. Are you
0: complaining about Dick? Because I mean, I mean, of, of the three picks in the second half?
1: Well, no, <laughs> yes, but it's. It's, I'm not saying it was legitimate complaining, but it's essentially listening out every year that he won a Super Bowl and giving a an excuse that the defense carried him in poor performances.
0: There's nothing to say anymore. There's nothing to say anymore. We've had this talk. The memes were hilarious. The dude's been in more Super Bowls by himself now than you know franchises like the Steelers and or maybe, maybe the Cowboys um, or maybe the Steelers was the one franchise that he hadn't been in more Super Bowls. Or no... That was the Patriots. That was the Patriots, because they were in one more Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Um, Hmm. The two things that I'll say. He literally, the best meme out there was like, this dude said, yeah, I'll go here and take y'all to the Super Bowl. And he did. Hmm. And then the second one was, that changed the game right before the half. And Bruce Arians himself said that absolutely was all Tom Brady. It wasn't Bilichek doing his It was Bruce Arian saying, That was Tom. He said, Let's go for it on fourth. He saw the matchup, and then he took the throw to, to to get the touchdown before halftime, which obviously turned out to be the difference maker. Um So no, that's just the goat. That's the goat growing doing goat things.
1: And there's been multiple comments by Arians in like interviews being like, I just sometimes just sat back and let him coach. <laughs> I'm like, that must be the greatest job ever. <laughs>
0: I think it's also the perfect... What's that stupid word? Y'all must use it in the business world. Synergy? (laughs) Bruce Arians. You know, you got Bruce Arians, the laid-back, you know, with the the hats and the... Well, I don't know. Does he still wear the kazoo-looking hats like he did in Arizona? You know what I'm talking about? The the Irish-looking... Anyway. Um... He's laid back. You have a guy who had to kind of hold back because he had Bill Belichick. When he's, you know, obviously can absolutely take the lead and run things. I think they go perfect together. I know there was the up and downs at the beginning of the year, which obviously it was a new team. Things were going to happen. But I think, hey, the ship's rolling at the right time. Because like I said, at the beginning of the year, if he got them to the Super Bowl, the Belichick Brady conversation could cease to exist and Belichick is still the greatest NFL coach of all time but Brady doesn't have any more what ifs now that he's done this he is the greatest quarterback of all time Done.
1: I'm not going to disagree with you there and Gronk
0: is basically getting a free ride to the the Super (laughs) Bowl you
1: had one catch or some shit um, it, I saw the video of him coming off the plane, and uh, Brady posted it on I think Twitter, and I can't remember what song it was, but he's like was like yeah, and then Gronk's back like
0: going nowhere. There you go. That's a yeah. remake. They did that when they were in New England.
1: But like I know, but like he's like I'm like Gronk, Gronk's shut
0: like, up. You were just hosting some bullshit
1: shit on NBC last week. So
0: hey, if the pack the Buccaneers offered me a contract, I would take it too. I'm not saying I wouldn't
1: okay let's uh go ahead and talk about the Super Bowl um, we got the headlines here just on this to square it up this is like we said in Kobe's uh, like we said this is uh January 26th of the recording the over under at the time is 56.5 and the spread is three and a half to the chiefs um, I mean what do you what are you doing man you got you got any takes on this are you picking one? You gonna I do to take, take one of
0: these lines. I always take the Gatorade bit. That's my funnest. That's the one I love the most. Is what color is the the Gatorade pour going to be? And I should have put a big amount of money on it last year because I said it was going to be orange, and it was. Um, this is a uniform fans' dream, though. I mean, these are two uniforms. Like I'm thinking of the last, you know, ten or so uh, games. These are the best sets of uniforms in a while. We've had the traditional Patriots several times. We had the Patriots Seahawks, that was a nice looking one. People love the 49er uniforms, I understand that. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. I, I do, do you do you get anything I'm saying here?
1: I mean, yeah. I, I I'm not the am not the uniform junkie you are, dude. Like I'm I'm wearing a Bourbon Bowl Bobby Boucher jersey as we are recording this. That makes I you love, an
0: awesome uniform guy. I
1: I mean I do have appreciation for the ones, but like I don't I don't. That
0: is top five fictional characters uniforms of all time, right under Jackie Moon, semi pro, semi pro. I mean,
1: no, oh, I was thinking more um,
0: Shane Falco, oh, who, the replacements. I mean, dude, you're up which there. I
1: have I have that shirt now, dude. That replacement jersey was sick, the red one. Um, I'm gonna have to get that.
0: Seahawks Broncos. That was a great uniform game. Uh. Anyway, can I we get to... can we get back to the fucking question? I am after I say this the the Bronco. I mean the, the...
1: You're gonna pick it off the fucking jerseys. yeah. Uh huh. Who are you getting? Can
0: I get like I've got to say this? The Buccaneers going back to their like two thousand early two thousands uniform. Yeah, the red the ones. The one they had a couple. Of, that Derek was Brooks. The best, that was the best offseason move they made all year. Fuck the Tom Brady thing. That was the best offseason move they made all year. Those things are sweet. You've got the Chiefs traditional. Anyway, I've got to stop, but I'm i saw some
1: guy. amazing Bucks alternates. Like I do like the fact they went to the bronze color, like as the uh, the secondary, but they need to bring that that to hear that loud ass Derek, I can just see Derek Brooks fifty five wearing that fucking red color. It was such a badass fucking jersey. If it um, is
0: those, if it is those jerseys against the white chief jerseys, that'd be badass. That would be awesome.
1: And you flip them, do white pants and white jersey, yeah. Um, Cream sequel
0: right. jerseys for the bucks.
1: I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. May not um, be the only
0: thing creaming of the night. You know what I mean? Hey, anyway, <laughs> hey. To hey. actual football. Um... Thoughts? I'll let you. St- st- what's your What's your big headline of the game? Uh,
1: so the Bucks are the first uh, team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Thing that's super fucking cool. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win it. I'm going to do over on the spread. I'm going to do under on the over under.
0: Okay, I like it. Um, I'm going to say under on
1: this. Ugh. It's hard to see them scoring that many points on each other because these defenses have played well. I think of um, number 45 for the Bucks. He's had like two fumble recoveries and a pick in like the last uh, – I think it's White is his last name. The dude um, from LSU, right? Is that uh, – that's who that is? Oh, yeah. Um, so the Honey Badger 2.0 at the linebacker position. And the, the Chiefs defense – yeah. The Chiefs' defense, like dude, watching the Packers, and there's nowhere to throw the fucking ball half the time, like they were like stuck on them, like 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 white on rice, like it was. You mean the it
0: was, Bills? No, the it's Chiefs' was,
1: defense was yes, stuck against, on the Bills. Yes,
0: you're right. Yeah, you said Packers.
1: Um, oh my bad. But yeah, I mean it was literally it was red on rice.
0: Okay, so you're gonna have better wide receivers in this game, I think, than the Packers because. You have Evans. You have a possible Antonio Brown. You have, you know, obviously the guy who everyone forgot. You have about enough names right before. Okay, uh, thank you. Godwin, uh, yeah. I think it's just what Chiefs team is gonna show up.
1: If the Chiefs team, if the Chiefs team that showed up against the Bills shows up against the Packers, ah. If the Chiefs team that showed up against the Bills showed up it shows up against the Bucks, it's gonna be hard not to take the Chiefs.
0: If the Chiefs teams that showed up last year's Super Bowl to start the game, or actually for the first three quarters, shows up, they're gonna lose. Because the Bucks obviously have a def- I mean offense better than what the 49ers had last year. Granted the 49ers' defense was very, very good. Uh, but I hope it's a shootout. I hope it's the over. I'll go with the over for that. I think the Chiefs play this kind of Chief football where there's nothing to stop them. I think Ben and me or, or Reed, whoever the hell it is, Mahomes, whoever's coming up with the plays at the right time when they need it, which is why I hope Ben and me eventually is the Texans' coach. I'm not even going to get into that. Is all Are all of their plays backyard football in one? like the little <laughs> sh- shovel pass right before the goal line to Kelsey that they've done like 10 times I don't think they can do anymore I don't think they can do that anymore um they just call the plays at the right time when they need to and that's why they win these games so I think that's going to be a little bit too much for the Buccaneers but god I hope it's I hope it's a 45 50 game you know 38 34 game I hope it's a good one um yeah that's that's I, I I'll go with the chiefs even though we're still two weeks away maybe we'll do an episode next week and I'll reevaluate some things but I have yeah I'll go chiefs for now
1: all right any uh any bets you want to lay on this thing sure
0: I bet you a glass of old tub <laughs> that I am going to get drunk.
1: I bet you more than that that you're going to get drunk. Um, <laughs> all you right, I do want to... You didn't say what
0: you were saying, if I was going to get drunk or not get drunk.
1: Well, I'm going to bet you that you're going to get drunk, so I'm not going to take that bet.
0: I I won't get drunk for a bottle of No, nah, A I bottle of Volt, I, still get hey, drunk. Yeah, I okay, was going to say. Yeah,
1: yeah okay. Um, all right. I think we beat that thing up, oh, man. I've got one other question for you I didn't put on here uh, our notes. Um, Stafford. He's got three possible... I'm not say poss- possible. He's got three leading uh, trades because they have approved his trade. Colts, Patriots, Steelers. Where does he go and why?
0: He's not going to wait around for Ben Roethlisberger to make his decision in Pittsburgh. Um, so then is ahead of the rebuild curve. I mean, they were a pretty damn good team this last year, as compared to the Patriots, who are still going to have to figure out who they are, what they are, what they're going to do. I'll go Indianapolis on that one.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Patriots. Of course, you would. I think that he's not. He's going to find it hard to pass up uh, playing for Belichick.
0: So what? Look what they did this year.
1: I mean, considering they had massive COVID impacts, and Cam Newton played very questionably. They weren't bad. I mean, they're in a... They're in a Seven and nine? It's not... I mean,
0: As compared to the team that's going to compete to win the AFC South next year. Um, so do you want to go enough. compete against the Titans, or do you want to go play the Bills? And the Dolphins. Up and coming Dolphins.
1: With the Dolphins with a uh, Deshaun Watson.
0: I think, I'll I, don't go know. Kick, I think I'll go kick Trevor Lawrence's ass twice, and then I'll <laughs> beat the shit out of the Houston. We don't know who we are right now. Uh, and
1: then split the games with the Titans? Yep. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, you might have convinced me. You might have convinced me.
1: All right, man. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about the overall ratings. What you got here? B
0: plus. B plus on I'm the with nose. You. B plus on the taste. Um, solid. This is our tailgate bottle. This is the bottle uh, that we like to surprise that you introduced me to, and it's like one of those like, dude, don't waste your money, go grab this, put in some Coke, like you said, put in whatever you want. I was actually at a, a Specs a couple weeks ago, and I guess a guy was going to a big uh, Christmas party, maybe at the time, and the Specs guy handed this to him, and of course, the reaction was Evan Williams. I need some. I need some. More impr- uh, something to leave an impression, and me and the guy looked at each other at the same time. We did a whiskey look, and, and he goes, Trust me, take it. And he did, and uh, it's just one of those things. This is a good damn bottle. I would take it, it's what one- I could take it to a tailgate, I could take it to a backyard wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good. Stuff. I think if
1: you put it in a fancy decanter, like a or even a Blanton's bottle, you might be able to get away with it too. <clears throat> yeah why not um, I'm right there with you man you I mean you hit all the points um, I scored a little bit different uh, but ultimately came out to B plus for me this sits right next there next to a uh, Old Dead 114 different flavor palette um, it does very similar to it does better in a Noah's Mill um, and does the same as a Henry McKenna we're looking at my recent ones and I, you can't be mad at it man you can't be mad so uh <sighs> All right, dude. Let's go ahead and get us across that goal line.
0: Absolutely. We're over that goal line. We talked whiskey news. We talked a little bit of uh, AFC, NFC championship games. We talked big Super Bowl predictions. We had a good time. We poured our glasses. We gave you our overall thoughts on this Evan Williams bottled in bond with two B pluses, solid grades. Uh, Dick, hit him with the socials.
1: Yeah, man. For so dramers, don't forget to uh, once again hit us on the uh, website fourth and goal. We've got the Insta and Twitter. That's fourth uh, dram. So fourth dram. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook at fourth and Goal.com, and then old fashioned, old school email. Fourth Dram and goal. That's 4th Dram and goal at gmail.com. Um, a couple things here. Like, we want to grow the show. We keep saying that. Uh, we're getting a good amount of listeners, you know, every download. Uh, I think we're like around 15 per episode right now. Um, we really want to kind of get more listeners, get more feedback. Tell your friends about us. If you hate us, you find like we're funny once in a while. If you love us more the merrier, we want to get some some more listeners on here and don't forget that we're on apple Podcasts, audible Castbox, podcast addict you can re-rank and review us there we are going to be doing some some different things here um coming up where we're going to be some like small blinds and talking obviously some kind of post super bowl uh talk what are we going to get into as far as early april baseball is coming back at you but without further ado i'll go ahead and hand it back over to kurt for our quote of the episode
0: one more plug As I, before my quote, we have recently opened up to uh, some close personal friends who are now listening to the show. We just want to say we appreciate you. We love you. Interact with us just like any other listener would. Chime in. Let us know what you think. Give us your questions. The only difference is we can insult you a little bit more back. All right? But (laughs) we love you guys. We thank you. And, of course, we had to do, as we said, the anniversary of the Kobe Bryant, the Mamba's death. If you're afraid to fail, then you're probably going to fail. Classic Kobe. He told you like it was. Thank you guys for joining us to the next snap in the next dram.
1: Drink on,
0: Drammers.